Hello, everyone, and fellow M3ers. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Darren Greenwald, the Quality Assurance Manager here at M3, and you're listening to the M3 Minutes. This is a show where we talk about M3 and also what's going on in the hospitality industry along with the latest trends. Today, we have Sean White checking into the podcast, and he's going to be here to share with us more about the Accounting Core platform that we have. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How's your week been so far? It's been pretty busy. We're, we're busy on the Accounting Core team trying to get some new features and functionality delivered. Well, I'm sure we'll dive down into that further when we talk about Accounting Core. But before we go straight into that, let's talk a little bit about yourself. You know, So what is your position here at M3? So I am the product manager of Accounting Core. Um, we manage the backlog, make sure all the features and functionality are kind of prioritized and uh, organize the uh, development team to make sure uh, everything is being developed as, as the business sees fit. And so how long have you been working at M3? I've been at N3 just over a year now. Just over a year? Just oh, over a year. Congratulations. Yeah. Fairly new. Yeah. You made it and still here, so all's good. One year down. Many, many more to come. All right. So uh, where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to college at a school over in Alabama, Jacksonville, Alabama, called Jacksonville State University. What was your major? Marketing, believe it or not. Ah, yeah. well, so even better. So we expect you to be a natural here on this uh, podcast well, today. I don't know if I'm a natural, but I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Let's, let's talk. So, Sean, as the uh, Accounting Core product manager, let's just start with high level. What is Accounting Core? Uh, okay, so Accounting Core is a web-based um, hospitality accounting platform. It, is, uh, it has 15 different modules that are designed specifically for the hotel industry, uh, designed to make uh, users' life easier and more efficient. And um, we were created in 19, I believe it is 1998. Uh, we've owned the market since we've been in it. Created this niche ourselves and we own the market. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up 1998 because this is going to be our 20th year anniversary. So at yeah. the end of today's show, we're actually going to do some trivia uh, oh. where each person that comes on to the show this year, we're asking them seven questions. We're going to see if you can get the highest score. Everything's related back to 1998. Oh, and, uh, and, it's, uh, and it's also really funny because uh, what you were just talking about, uh, Alan tells us all the time about, you know, cloud computing. And I'm using air quotes that it can't be seen, but... We did cloud computing before it ever existed. You know, um, John's vision of software as a service on a modem back then is, uh, I think, a big differentiator of what got us to where we are today. I totally agree. It's the reason why we're uh, one of the main reasons why they're still, we're still the market leader in the industry. Couldn't agree more. Yep. So uh, go ahead and tell us about the services that are provided with Accounting Core. So Accounting Core, you know, the, the 15 modules are really kind of designed to, again, make life easier and more efficient for their users. Um, uh, you know, besides the services of normal accounting services like general ledgers and, and um, you know, accounts payable, things like that. Uh, the other services we provide, we provide some um, ACH transactions. Uh, for those of you who do not know, ACH stands for Automated Clearinghouse, and that's really more of the virtual check type of processing. Um, uh, virtual credit cards, which is really just processing uh, payments uh, to vendors over or through uh, credit card um, information or credit card data. Uh, we also have document imaging. So document imaging is used to scan uh, an invoice and attach it to your accounts payable invoice inside the uh, accounting core system. And it, and it flows through the accounting core system um, uh, every step of the way. So that, that image is available and, and readily accessible. 
Uh, we also have uh, one of our one of our big differentiators, of course, is our uh, daily report functionality, and we have uh, PMS uh, property management system integration with our daily uh, daily reports, which is great functionality. It pulls into everything into one spot, makes everything easy to read. Uh, we also have some importing um, importing functionality, importing exporting functionality that includes all kinds of different things. So we've got a, a wide range of services to meet uh, most customers' needs. And the integration points uh, you mentioned are fantastic. So the PMS or profit management system uh, importing, you know, what, uh, how does that work with the daily report module? Are you able to uh, mention any vendors or companies that were currently integrating with? Yeah, we are currently integrated with over, well, right at 30 um, in, um, PMS systems. So, uh, and of course, we've got the major ones, Opera, uh, some of the big ones out there. We also have uh, Choice Advantage, uh, you know, again, 30 of them. We are currently working on a couple more, uh, Clarity PMS, um, other PMS systems that are just out there. We continue to add as much PMS integration as we can. Again, our daily report is, is essential to hoteliers as, as they move forward. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, the information that the daily report provides is um, connected to the PMS systems. So obviously that's a lot of um, services and functionality of the application, mm -hmm. but what type of advantages does that bring to our customers? Oh, I mean, the advantages are countless for a hotel year in the, in the industry. So, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, just, just having access to all that financial data across not just one property, but multiple properties across multiple uh, companies for one, from one, say, one enterprise-level organization. Uh, having all that data, the, the daily reports, the journal entries, all that fun stuff at one spot, one easy place to find it and, and, and manage it makes it a huge advantage for our customers. Um, we also have customized and consolidated reporting. So uh, consolidate reporting across all of your properties or just one property, whatever you want to do, uh, and it is customizable. So, uh, you know, at every hotel we run into, they all kind of run different reports for what makes sense for them, and, and uh, we want to make sure we meet those needs. So that's how we do it. We provide a, a great reporting module that uh, allows for a lot of flexibility, and once it's set up and ready to roll, there's really virtually no updates needed to it. So it just keeps moving and um, provides the information that our customers need. <clears throat> and that's because it's able to pull live data as it is currently in the system? That's correct. So uh, what about like costing structure, uh, you know, our, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. our, you know, customers that may be using larger platforms and investing large sums of monies into it, you know, can you give us a comparison about how Accounting Core matches up to so, uh, as far as cost is concerned, um, you know our cost structure is 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 a subscription based model. Uh, it is subscription based, and it is a tiered type of model approach. So we've got full service. We we can meet the needs for full service hotels or limited services, or select service, I guess they're called. Um, uh, so we can meet the needs for a, a wide variety, or even a management portfolio. Who so you know an enterprise level company customer who has multiple companies associated with it. We can meet those needs as well. So you know, I mean, we can get into the pricing structure, but you know, I really don't know if that. I probably just need to reach out to Scott Watson or one of our uh, great salespeople who could go into detail about what pricing model works for the organization that we're we're referring to. Um, obviously, we do have a tiered pricing model, so it does change based on number of properties, the type of hotel it is, if it's a full service, that type of thing. So. Okay, and then a, a very common question that I've come across is, uh, you know. 
obviously, regardless of the level, whether you're a property owner, maybe you're a staff accountant or a regional controller, all the way up to an owner, uh, something that's very cool about Accounting Corps is it has a tiered uh, structure on the inside with the enterprise and company and property levels. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? I can, actually. So uh, we have three levels. We have the enterprise level, the company level, and the property level. Uh, the enterprise, of course, is used by your, your major management portfolio type of companies who have uh, multiple companies associated with them, uh, and they manage all of the financial input and data for those particular companies across the board. So that's our enterprise level. Um, it, it does provide a holistic view of the company and properties and uh, allows them to manage vendors and GL accounts across the entire organization. Uh, the company level uh, is typically uh, an owner of a small company who manages multiple properties. So again, we're just different tiers of types of customers. Um, the, the company level um, includes management companies and operations that are focused more on the banking and balance sheet kind of numbers, the assets, liabilities, equities, things like that. And then, of course, we've got the, the property level, which is, um, you know, Small, small company, one to two or even five um, properties associated to it are very, um, includes income expenses and some statistical transactions at the property level that that, that particular manager or owner is interested in. And I'm glad you just brought up kind of the financial reporting because uh, one of a one of the key words that comes up uh, you'll hear is financial snapshots, and obviously yeah. reporting is very important to the owners and management companies. So, can you kind of elaborate on that as well? What sure. is it, and what are the benefits it can provide? Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, the financial snapshot is is a phrase used to describe uh, the access to the financial information throughout the accounting core platform, right? So, uh, financial snapshot can be multiple different things throughout the application. Uh, really, it's it's the reporting capabilities within Accounting Core, I, I keep talking about it, I keep coming back to it. Uh, it is extensive, it's robust, it provides a lot of flexibility. Um, uh, you know, the daily report provides that daily snapshot of the financial performance. It includes uh, PMS information like we discussed. Uh, you have access to out-of-the-box default reports as well in case, you know, some companies out there, especially some of our smaller organizations at the property level, maybe they don't want to customize reports. They don't have a whole bunch of different reports they want to see. They don't even know what they want to see. They can come to us. We've got a default list of reports that are available out of the box that provide a lot of details that we know hoteliers need. Uh, and remember, this this company, this product was built for hotel hoteliers, right? So we've we've built this company. It's 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 owned and operated by a hotelier. So um, we we try to do everything with that in mind, right? So we want to make sure that we meet those needs first in the industry and in the market. So we focus on what reports are important. Right. What reports we think are important. Now, we do have some customizable flexibility there, uh, but out of the box, you've got all kinds of different reports that we feel like most property managers are going to need and want. Yeah, and for me, I've worked at uh, larger companies in my life, and you hear about executive teams, and they may be big names, but they're almost like a, what I call unicorns. They're mythical, and you hear about them, you never see them, but our executive team is actually here on site with us, and that's uh, right. to the point that you were saying, they're also hoteliers. They've worked out in the field. They actually can relate and understand to our customers instead of just being somebody that's come in with a title before. Absolutely right. It, it is really one of our... One of our, what I would call one of our differentiators, I've been here a year and it's, it's really one of the things that I've noticed in the product. I've looked at a lot of other accounting software packages out there and you can tell the difference between um, a hotel-based functionality and just regular accounting software. So it's, it is focused and it is um, built for hoteliers. That's what we're here for. 
It's a great market. Uh, excuse me. It's a great market segment to be in. So uh, you know, we've covered a lot about the financial snap, the financial snapshots, mm -hmm. the key functionality. But you know, summing it all together, what really makes Accounting Core stand out? Uh, this is, a, I mean, a great question. And some of the things that I've already kind of mentioned, um, you know, really it's it's our integration, right? Our inter PMS integration with our daily reports, our, all the flexibility that we have with the reporting uh, that I've kind of gone over already. But uh, really, those are our differentiators, right? I mean, uh, there's a couple of other things that I think makes Accounting Core stand out, which is above and beyond the market. Um, I think our pricing structure, our tiered pricing structure is, is extremely good as far as our price level is concerned. I think we're relatively low as far as cost in the market is concerned. Um, another thing that, that I think is just amazing since I've been here is, is uh, you know, what I realized is, is that M3 does not have any contracts. And it's really, if you look throughout the industry, this is, this is really, this is absolutely something other customers or other providers of software do not do. Usually you go to accounting software or any, any kind of software package and you're going to have to sign a contract. You're going to be there a year. You're going to be there two years. It's some sort of commitment and you're kind of locked in. If you want to leave, you, you have to pay up. Well, with M3, it's not like that. We've got a relatively low cost and <clears throat> this company feels like we want to earn your business every single month. I mean, that's what we're here to do. You're, you're here to use our platform to make your life easier and more efficient. Uh, and we want to make sure we're doing that. So we're not going to lock you into some long-term commitment. It's a month-to-month -month basis. And we try to earn your business every single month. And we do that by providing consistent releases and, and increasing the functionality that's available to our end users. Oh. Now, if we could only do that with our cell phones, that would be wonderful. Yeah, man, I cannot wait for that day, right? <laughs> It'll be great. So those are definitely a lot of benefits for Accounting Core. So those listeners that are here with us today, you know, they're probably thinking, who can benefit from using Accounting Core? You know, can you go over uh, what the platform is based for, the size of the customer, what type of customer? Sure, absolutely. I guess the more appropriate question would be, who, what, what hotel out there couldn't benefit from M3? Right. So, I mean, I think we, we meet the needs from most uh, customers out there as far as most hotels out there, most management companies, portfolio management. Uh, we meet the need for, you know, the single property owner all the way up to over 100 properties as far as, you know, different companies, all kinds of different companies and properties. Uh, we meet those needs. Um, pretty successfully. Uh, we've got large customers, uh, Crestline, Hotel Equities. Uh, we've got smaller customers, the Holiday Inn down the street. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of different options for us uh, and we can meet the no needs of, of most customers in our market. Configurable for any enterprise. That's, that's the way we like to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So obviously that's a good backbone for everything of what accounting core is and who it can benefit. Mm -hmm. So what are the latest updates with accounting core so far? Uh, some of the recent updates we have made, um, one of our most requested enhancement request has been around the intercompany, what people call intercompany functionality. It's really more of an enterprise level functionality that allows a, an organization to split up an invoice over multiple properties. So um, it is really, really great functionality. Some of the reviews we've got on it early on, uh, some of our customer reviews, uh, I know our great training department does a lot of uh, training and, and they get a lot of feedback from initial training and things like that. So we're really happy with the, with the initial feedback we've got from the intercompany functionality as it moves forward and, and excited about taking that to the next level as well. Uh, other functionality, we're, we're increasing the functionality in our daily reports, or we did uh, back in uh, March, I believe it was. So um, we increased the number of uh, bank accounts that can be mapped for your 
credit cards, uh, ACH transactions, checks, things like that. So just giving them more options to um, make sure that they're recording information to the right accounts uh, on, via the daily report. And uh, again, that was actually the second highest uh, requested feature. So <laughs> the first uh, first release we've had in a little while, we knocked out um, number one, number two on our customer request list. And that's it's something that I, I pride myself in as a product manager. You know, we... I'm constantly trying to get feedback from our customers, right? I mean, we want as much feedback as possible. I'm going to be sending out surveys. I'm going to be doing all kinds of things, trying to get an idea of what our customers are really looking for. And that's really product management's job, right? We, we represent the voice of the customer. We speak for the customer inside this organization. I work with the development team every day. So it's important that I talk to customers and make sure I understand what they need and want. And, and that's really my role here is to make sure that we are going down the right path. So for, for us, for me, for my first major release here, to deliver you know, enhancement number one and two on the list, I was really happy about that. And I'm really excited about this year ahead. And I'm really glad you brought that up. Great minds must think alike because I was about to ask you, you know, the best way to First off, how you came about coming up with what enhancements are done, but also, you know, can you give an example of like the best way that our customers, if they want to provide feedback, if uh, if you haven't had a chance to reach out to them, what's the best way that they could do that? Um, uh, great question. So um, to answer your first question, how did we identify uh, the, the list of what enhancements to be done? That's a, and it's an ongoing basis. So um, priorities shift and change depending on what's going on. But most of the feedback, you know, the partners meeting, I made my rounds at the partners meeting and, and uh, talked to a lot of different customers there. Um, and again, when I came here, they had a pretty good list of, of an enhancement request from customers over the years that have been requested. So uh, it was fairly easy to come in and kind of just get familiar with what has been requested and, and validate those that that list at the partners meeting, talking to them. And I heard a lot of times, a lot, many, many times, intercompany, intercompany, intercompany. So uh, for, for us to deliver that is exciting. Um, as we move forward, uh, we will continue to, to talk to customers and make sure that we are reaching out to them. I, I would encourage any customer out there uh, that has an enhancement request, by all means, please come to me. Um, I'm, I am open for emails. I will gladly share my email. We'll probably share it at the end of this podcast. Uh, please reach out to me directly. I'll be glad to take your feedback. Uh, we also have a... Um, a URL that's available, enhancem3.com, that is available for uh, survey uh, to actually go ahead and, and you can log online and, and fill out the quick survey for us, and I will absolutely get that feedback as well. And you're definitely a man of the people because I, if I remember correctly, at the partners meeting, you were talking about your goal was to hand out every single business card you had. I did. I had a personal goal. I had 50 business cards, and um, I, I made a, a concerted effort to uh, to get all 50 handed out to individual customers and talk to them. It was a it was a great experience for me, and I really enjoyed getting to know our customer base. Now, I did not, unfortunately, I did not meet uh, the 50 mark. Um, one of my coworkers, uh, Darren, I think you might hear him often on this podcast. He uh, he took one of my business cards, and and I failed to meet the 50. Uh, I was a little disappointed in that. But uh, I'll make up before at the next partners meeting. Yeah, but that's only because I think I forgot my business cards. But if you, but if you got, you know, 49 out of 50, that's yeah, good because yeah. that's our customer satisfaction rating. We're at 98 percent. So yeah. it's a good tie in. So 98 percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, and it also speaks to our, uh, our retention. Right. So our customer mm -hmm. satisfaction level is extremely high. Uh, I believe it's over 98 percent as well. And our retention rate uh, with, with M3 is, is 98 percent, which, again, speaks to the whole, you know, the, the, we don't offer contracts. Right. So we're not we're not locking people and people can come and go as they see fit and they're choosing to stay with us because we offer great service and great products. 
And uh, before we go on to what's coming up with Accountant Core, I wanted to stay a little bit more on the latest updates that you just mentioned, because those are really big enhancements. So with the daily report, you were talking about how it allows them to, you know, go and map their individual cash accounts and all that. And so the biggest benefit was that they were now able to roll over the daily report once and all the journal entries and cash management entries are done all during that rollover instead of having to go back after the fact and correct it and adjust the numbers, correct? That's absolutely right. So we had a workaround that was a little intense uh, as far as uploading different things. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it is a, uh, it's a great benefit and a great, great feature to have. So, um, you know, that, that's everything we've accomplished so far. Uh, yeah. But so what's next? You know, what, what can you tease us about what's coming up with Accounting Core? Yeah, so, uh, you know, um, Accounting Core, there's a lot of different things coming on or coming with uh, Accounting Core in the future. We will be providing um, enhancement requests, obviously, to our customers. I'm, I'm really working on my, my objective here, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm hoping I can get this in 2018, but uh, it, surely the years after that, my objective is to deliver a solid release with functionality that our customers can use every single quarter. So, I mean, that's really my commitment, and I'm really working on doing that. So it's it's one of those things that I think our customers need, and they, they you know, the more enhancements we did, the happy they'll be. Some other things that are coming as far as other enhancement requests that are potentially coming uh, over the next couple of years, or at least the next year is concerned, um, we, we do have a post-dating ACH transactions, which will allow customers to... Um, uh, you know, say a transaction happens outside of the system and you did not record it on the day that it occurred. Well, this this enhancement request coming probably in the second quarter of this year will allow customers to actually enter that information into the system and it's not just lost in some, you know, um, la-la land, I guess. Yeah, so that makes their accounting and reconciliations easier because they're Much able easier. to tie it directly to the date. That's exactly right. Yeah, tied cool. to the day that it actually occurred. So, you know, when you're reconciling with the bank records and things like that, it makes it a lot easier. Um, other things, uh, we've got the, uh, we're also allowing the searching on the, on the daily report right now, on our daily report where you can pull up daily reports. It allows you to pull up daily reports by a day, a specific day, or by um, periods, right? The closing period, prior period, things like that. We're increasing the functionality there to allow customers to search for a specific date range. So again, they can search for a specific day or range of dates uh, that allows them to see daily reports over multiple periods. So we're excited about a couple of a couple of uh, features and enhancements coming, uh, and it's going to be an exciting year. And that sounds just like the tip of the iceberg. So thank you for all that great information, Sean. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to go over into a fun segment. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, it is our 20th anniversary this year. So we're going to do some trivia to see how much you remember about 1998. But before we dive into those questions, uh, we're going to do some warm-up questions for you and see okay. how you do. All right. Uh, and these are just about you, so uh, you should always get these right, hopefully, but there is no wrong or right answer. We'll so the first one is, what were you doing 20 years ago in 1998? Wow, 20 years ago. Let's see. So, oh, so I'm probably going to date myself a little bit here. Uh, so 20 years ago, I was graduating college. Uh, 98 was the year that I actually graduated college. Um, 20 years. I can't believe it's been 20 years already. Um, graduated college. I was working my first job in Oxford, Alabama uh, with a company called Designer Checks. Uh, I don't think they're in business anymore, but, um, you know, those checks, you know, those cool checks where, well, you might not know you're a young guy, but... I have more gray hair, though. 
Oh, okay. That's, that's probably true. But I don't know if you remember, but checks, uh, you know, they used to have pictures on them and quite like dogs and puppies and cats and stuff like that on their checks. So I worked for a company that produced and printed those checks as a uh, call center analyst. So I was responsible for doing um, all kinds of different things, cost benefit analysis, workflow improvements, those types of things. So it was a, it was a good first job out of college. It got my feet wet in, in analysis and, and, you know, paved, paved the way. Well, that's pretty impressive because you actually answered all three warm-up questions that I was going to do at once, uh, which was also what job did you have? Oh. Uh, but so you were talking about where you worked. I'm assuming the city was probably pretty close. But, you know, tell us where you were living at the time and just a little bit about the town you lived in. Yeah, so I lived in Oxford, Alabama at the time. Um, <laughs> the town is very small, obviously. Uh, Jacksonville, Alabama kind of sits off to the side. Um, Oxford, Alabama, Anniston. Uh, there used to be a big army base down there. Uh, it closed down a few years back. But... Uh, uh, really um, good town. Uh, it seems to be growing now here all of a sudden. I just I go back through there occasionally to visit family, so it's good to see um, the, the area growing. Now, is that a population over like 500? Or? Oh, yes, much, much more than 500, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> when I say small, I mean, I remember we live in Atlanta, right? So small, you know, I don't know. I don't know the exact population of, of Oxford, Alabama, but uh, I'm sure Google could tell us. Yeah, Google or Siri, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, so you feel warmed up and ready for the questions? Sure, let's, let's go ahead and tackle. All right, so we're again, there's seven of them, and we're just going to see who can get the most. Uh, okay. We're making it tougher because they are not multiple choice, so you're going to really have to uh, bank on your trivia here. Uh, luckily, I have the answers in front of me because all the questions I've asked so far out of everybody we've asked, I probably only got one correct, and the answer was Google, because that would have been the only search engine I could have thought of back in 1998. So that, that was actually the search engine that was uh, started and started back in 1998 was a trivia question. Wow. So Okay. <laughs> All right. So question number one out of seven. Out of in, seven in 1998, 20 years ago, name two of the top 10 baby names. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say Michael and John. Neither There's one. actually 10. Yeah, I had to read through them all. Uh, Michael's one. And John is not. So one for two. Okay. Right. You think I'll give you, since you got one, since you got one out of your first two guests, I'll give you one more. Um, let's try a female name. Let's go with um, Elizabeth. No. <sighs> That's a good one, though, because these names are actually fairly common, but it's not like you would expect. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just from top to bottom, it's Emily, Hannah, Samantha, Sarah, Ashley, Michael, the one you got correct, mm -hmm. Jacob, Matthew, Joshua, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's Christopher. And that guy's broken out in two different lines. I was like, what's a Topher? I've never heard of that name before. <laughs> All right. So not bad. So number two is what MTV show was born in 1998? Ah, MTV show. Road Rules. No, it was uh, TRL, the Total Request Live, hosted by Carson Daly. Ah, oh, man. I remember that show. Carson Daly. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Okay. MTV is something I haven't heard of in a while. Know, it was like I the know. main station for everybody when the music first came out, and then with uh, social media and just free access to everything. Nobody even knows what it is. Yeah, it's just a, another thing. All right, so number three is what edition came to Disney World in 1998? Uh, wow. What addition came to Disney World? Um, and this is actually talking about like the theme park. So like the actual areas of the air uh, of that Disney World. Oh, um, 
Epcot. Epcot Center? No, but that's uh, uh, that's what I would have guessed. It was the an- the Animal Kingdom. Oh, see, I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. I hear it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, apparently, if you can get the hotel right there, the giraffes will come up right to your you know little wow. overlook, and you can feed them right there. I've mm. heard it's really neat, but uh, got to make it down there sometime. Yeah, after you know twenty years, I guess it's about time to make it down there. Yeah, no, right. Sounds like a good uh, Tampa business trip. Sounds like it to me. Field trips. <laughs> All right. So number four is what new segment premiered in 1998 that saved Sesame Street? Okay. So my son is seven. So 1998, I really wasn't watching Sesame Street. Um, what segment? I don't even know what segments they have. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to go with uh, Cookie Monster Crunch. Yeah, that was close. Uh, El- Elmo's World. Oh, I, didn't even, I should have known that. I didn't even know they were struggling. Elmo's World. Yeah. Well, the, that Tickle Me Elmo doll was mm-hmm. one of the top sellers. Back in 98? Wow. It's been that long? I remember people going crazy over that thing. No, not the toy. I'm okay. just talking about in general when that came out. Elmo uh, was kind of the face that uh, saved, really was, yeah. apparently, Sesame okay. Street. That's interesting. Elmo saved Sesame Street. Apparently. Okay. With that big smile and the laugh that everybody will remember. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So not bad. One out of four. Yeah, that's not good. You know, I I will tell you, (laughs) though, that you're right on par with someone else so far. Okay, good. (laughs) So uh, number five is the hundredth episode of what talk show aired in 1998? Hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say Jerry Springer. No, it's uh, Ellen. Ah, oh, Ellen. Uh, the, okay. the dancing talk show, right? Okay. All right. Now this one, um, I'm going to expect you to get since you're a football fan. Mm-hmm. You want you want to tell everybody who your team is? So I I, I, I root for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's uh it's I'm been sorry. a well no I mean like we are actually fairly decent this year or we were last year. Uh, hopefully we will be again this year, uh, but it has been a long ten years. So uh, we're we're out here, Duval County. We're out here. <laughs> All right. So question number six is a football question. Sure. 20 years ago in 1998, who won the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. I mean. And there were only like four teams at that time. So. <clears throat> um, this is a good question. Um, your, hmm. fo- your football street cred mm-hmm. relies on the answer. I want to say 98. I want to say the Denver Broncos. Yep. You got it. I and, know. And Ter- how are- Terrell, Terrell, Terrell Owens and um, John Elway. Yep. Yep. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. It was uh, yep. John Elway. I'll remember when he caught that his own flea flicker and gave it to the running back, and he was the one that caught his own touchdown. That's pretty cool. It's, it's impressive if you can make it happen. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Marcus Mariota actually did the same thing uh, in the playoffs this past year. Yeah, he did. That was that was Elway's. Yep. <laughs> All right. So two for six. One more to go. Mm-hmm. In 1998, what movie did Lindsay Lohan star in? Mean Girls. No. I think that actually came out a little bit later, but The oh. Parent Trap. Oh, she was much younger then, huh? I forgot she was in that movie. I actually thought that was the Olsen twins one, but you know, yeah, what do I know? I'm yeah. very bad at trivia. This is yeah. not... Thank goodness I'm asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so two out of seven. That's not the worst and it's not the best, but we're somewhere in the middle. So uh, good job and thank you for participating in that segment. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start wrapping up the show now. So are there any last words you'd like to give out to our customers and listeners today? 
Um, you've covered quite a bit of um, information in the uh, in the podcast here. Really, I, I, I'll thank them. Thank you very much for for being customers of M3. Uh, we we are committed to to ensuring that we deliver feature functionality that you need. Uh, if you have enhancement requests, please take one of the options that I that I indicated earlier, enhancedm3.com. I will be glad to take your feedback there, or by all means, please send me an email as well. It's uh, sean.white at m3as.com, and Sean is spelled the only only way to spell Sean in my mind, which is S-E-A-N dot white at M3AS.com. Uh, I'll be glad to take the feedback and we appreciate uh, the customers and, and all the time you guys um, give us. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for staying with us today, Sean. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. All right. And to echo what Sean said, thank you to our fellow listeners, both uh, future customers, customers and fellow M3ers. Now, for those of you that did piece it together, uh, we do have our very own Sean White, but it is not the one that wins snowboarding in the uh, Winter Olympics every single time, but we do have our own uh, that you got to meet today. And the email address that he mentioned that was sean.white at m3s.com. And also, just like he said, uh, not only for our products, but even our podcast, we do care what our customers listen to about and also what they want. So if you're hearing anything that we're talking about that you'd like a separate podcast on, or if there's other people you'd like us to interview, we greatly value your feedback. And the best way to get in touch with us and to stay up to date is by subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, and our SoundCloud. And we're going to try to release new episodes towards the end of every month. So be sure to come back and listen to each of them uh, every time. On a social media side, you can go ahead and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the tag M3 Accounting. As always, I've appreciated your time today, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you in the next one. Here's to your success.